Welcome to the Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill. Each week, I hope to bring you a message that inspires, encourages, or challenges you to go after and live a life you love. Join me and my friends as we explore what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Here we go. back to the Jill Monaco show. You know, I've been thinking about transition and I've been seeing the number 1111 for over a year. And from what I hear, that is the number of transition. Now, I'm not an expert on biblical numbers, so I'll skip verifying that. But I must admit, when I see those numbers, it reminds me to thank God for transition and ask what I need to do to prepare for it well. On today's podcast, I'm going to share a little bit about how to transition well. So, do you feel like you're in a transition? Do you hope that you're going to go through a transition? You know, what really makes sense to me is once you arrive to a new place, even that new place is a new transition. So we're not really ever in a place where we're not in transition. It's like transition just happens, whether we like it or not. Sometimes we're forced into a transition against our will, and sometimes we want it. Now, I looked it up. The definition of transition is the process or period of changing from one state to another. Now, I don't know how many times I've heard, you're in a transition, Jill. (laughs) Well, this transition that I've been going on, seriously, has been like 14 years. To be honest, sometimes I'm really ready to chuck the transition and arrive already. I guess that's how I came up with the once you arrive, you're in a new transition. So I wanted to share some of my transitions with you to give you an idea. and, And hopefully you'll see yourself in one of these and be encouraged Transition number one that I can remember that really made a big impact in my life was becoming a believer in Jesus. Of course, I had lots of transitions before then, but I'm going to start there. In that transition, I left a successful career as a full-time actress to work in full-time ministry. And I thought, yippee, this is going to be the best. Transition number two was my hashtag MeToo experience. I had to choose to leave my first ministry church role because the senior pastor, who was married, made advances on me. He admitted his actions, and they asked us both to stay on staff, but I chose to leave. And I trusted God with my finances, and I grew in my faith. Oh, yeah. Here comes transition. Transition number three. After being on staff at a megachurch for a few years, I wanted to just explore other roles that fit my gifts and calling. I was so ready to transition into more. And so shortly after I shared that with my boss, I was asked to quote unquote transition out of this role as soon as they found my replacement. Uh, Cough it up to being naive about how church business works. Transition number four moving to a new state for an amazing new ministry role. I was making all new friends, and I found a fabulous new church home. That was exciting at first, but then it was kind of lonely, too. That transition from, yay, I'm going, to, oh my gosh, I'm here all by myself. What did I do? But then I made all kinds of new friends, and really, it has been the best transition of my life. Transition number five was leaving transition number four. Um, that ministry role that I love so much with no idea of what I was going to do next. In this transition, I spent a lot of time asking the Lord about my purpose on the earth. 
sometimes transitions like this are confusing because you don't know how long they'll last or how you'll get through it. Well, the last transition I want to mention, number six, is starting a nonprofit serving singles through Single Matters, coaching, speaking, and writing, and this podcast. So I guess you could say I've arrived, but I still feel like I'm transitioning into more. So in the midst of all those real major life transitions, there were many transitions. Some were not my choice. Some were. Many were difficult. Others were really awesome and fun. I think that's just the way God works, and we can choose to partner with Him and do it well or not. So let me tell you a story. My sister, who has had the same job since leaving college, has only lived in three different homes as an adult. I've actually lived in three places in one year. (laughs) She says she doesn't know anyone has gone through the things that I've gone through. And as she says it, I'm pretty sure she's thankful it's not her. Now, I like change and I love adventure. (laughs) Clearly, I just gave you six transitions. So transition isn't always a negative thing for me. But when someone says, you're in transition, Jill, there's an undertone of, this too will end, or at some point you'll settle down and be normal. (laughs) I think when others see what I've had to go through, they just want the best for me. They want trials to stop, and they want me to see the arrival of the good things God's promised. Now, I am convinced that transition is just going to be an ongoing part of my life. I must admit, I would like something to be constant. I value deep relationships, and I take time to develop them, so I am very loyal. And transition tends to mess with that, and for me, that's the hardest part. But I'm reminded of some people in the Bible who also had some serious transitions. Joseph. He had a few, didn't he? His brother sold him to a people he didn't know. He became a slave and was put away in jail for a crime he didn't commit, only to lead the entire nation's survival. Now, Moses transitioned from being a prince to a murderer. He hid away for 40 years as a shepherd, only then to lead an entire nation to freedom. David, he was a simple shepherd until his transition led him to overcome an enormous enemy, become famous and then hated by the leader of the land, only to then lead a nation as a man after God's own heart. So let's not forget the Saul-slash-Paul transition, the Old Covenant-New Covenant transition, the Hadashah-Esther transition, and the life, death, and life again of Jesus No transition is the same. Most of the time, before the big sigh of relief and quote-unquote arrival, it stinks. Now, I know I'm not alone in wanting to chuck the process. The process often isn't smooth or what we would consider party central. But the transition process does one really important thing. It changes the person into who God created them to be in the first place. Do you remember the definition I gave you in the beginning of this podcast? The process or period of changing from one state to another. Transitions are necessary to prepare for the destiny. In many of these historical cases, it was for the sake of a nation. In every transition, I've had to make difficult choices, 
And I want to share these insights with you that I believe are the key to transitioning well. Number one, keep details to yourself. How you end is where you start. If you end well, it's like a step up. The next position you're in sets you up for the next step. And if you end badly, you take a step backward, and it takes longer to get to the place God wants you to be. Practically speaking, it looks like you're not saying a negative word about those God used to help you transition to the next place. And if you really want to be an overachiever and transition well, bless them. Bless them publicly and bless them in prayer. Number two, journal your process. You may need to write out your feelings like David or find a professional counselor to talk to. Often friends are really good to help you through the process of transition, but be careful about which friends help you through that. They may be the people that don't go with you to the next place. Often those in our last place can't go with us to the next place. Just look at the lives of Joseph, Moses, Paul, and others who didn't have anything in common with their old lives. So that's just a free tip for me from learning it the hard way. Number three, make Jesus your best friend. The things you learn in transition will come from whatever source you spend the most time with. Let God speak to your pain, your disappointment, your hurt, your confusion, or even your joy. If you want to see the purpose in your transition, you need to see like he sees. Get his perspective, and it will give you peace in the process. This is an incredible opportunity to grow in intimacy with him and to be prepared for the next thing that he has for you, which, by the way, is amazing. I think of the verse that says, we go from glory to glory. God isn't a God who makes us go from bummer to bummer. Now, transitions can be hard, but rewarding at the same time. In the difficult ones, I didn't like it. I didn't like having to find a new job because of someone else's sin. I didn't like being lonely. I didn't like uncertainty. But even then, I loved finding a deeper relationship with Jesus. I loved growing in faith, endurance, prayer, patience, kindness, wisdom, and love. I may not be leading a nation like David, Joseph, Moses, or Paul, but I know the way God works. He uses transitions to grow my character, and at the end of each one, He's given me more responsibility. Each step up requires more from me. Each trial makes me lay down my life. There is a cost to be paid, but the reward isn't for me alone. He consistently uses all things together for our good and His glory. Remember the definition of transition. Our transitions are so He can change us from one state to another. It may be because a nation needs you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Jill Monaco Show. Now, if you're blessed by the tips on how to transition well, would you share it with your friends? And because this is just how iTunes works, if you leave a review and subscribe to the podcast, it'll help others find it too. So thank you again today for joining me, my friends. And remember, love well, you are made for it.